Welcome to CDM podcast. My dear friends, brothers and sisters. Today in the world we are going through one of the most difficult times. And in these times nothing is permanent we don't know anything for sure everything is changing just in a matter of days maybe just in matter of hours and minutes everything is being changed and in these times everyone is looking forward to meet their needs to be self sufficient to have everything what they really need at their home they are looking ways to somehow meet the needs of their family to meet the needs of their loved ones and everyone is focused to meet their goals but in this race that each person is running we are missing out something and that's really really important we are not focused to understand our creator we are not eager to know who created us we want to know about everything in the world but we are not eager to know the god who is above each one of us so what does the word of god tell about this let's turn to aisha 1 verse 2 and 3 here o heavens and give ear o earth for the lord hath spoken i have nourished and brought up children and they have rebelled against me the ox knoweth his owner and the ass his master's crib but israel doth not know my people doth not consider here we read about two animals which are mentioned here one is the ox and other is the ass as we all know both these animals are the animals with the least intelligence they don't have a very high intelligence like us even then they know their master very well what i mean by that they know their master's voice they know with what name he is going to call them and they know certainly when he is going to bring food for them and they have so much of gratitude towards the master but when it comes to man he is not bothered to know about his own creator how can this happen how can a created being forsake his creator how can he not seek to know his own god and what does the word of god talks about such a man let's turn to psalms 90 verses 12 so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom so each one of you my dear friends we have hearts with so many desire to pursue the world but we have to put our hearts to apply the wisdom 
that God wants us to do. And what He wants us to do is to learn to number our days. What do we get by numbering our days? We understand the fact that God is gracious. He gave so many years for us to live. He added so many years and months and days and hours. And then we can seek to know God who gave us time. We can seek to know God's purpose and plan for our life. This is the real meaning in learning to number our days. When we don't number our days, we are just being casual and we don't know for what we are living. But we are running this world and getting all the things and we are accumulating all the things. But we don't know what is the meaning of our life. Only when we try to understand God's true purpose in our life, only then we can apply wisdom onto our hearts. We can get wisdom to live in this world. And what does God say to a man who is very casual in his life? What does God say to a man who is not bothered about anything else? Let us read a passage from the Bible. Let's turn to Luke 12 verses 19 to 21. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Here we can see the life of a man who spent almost all his time, he spent almost all his efforts and energy in making goods secure. He invested so much of his time and he got everything he needs. And just when he is very casual about his time, God is calling him a fool. Why does God call him a fool? He is saying to himself to be eating and drinking and be merry with himself. How can God call such a person to be a fool? God is calling him a fool because man is not just a body. He has made everything ready for his body. He has bought everything that his body needs. He has prepared everything for his loved ones. But the most precious thing that is inside him, his soul and spirit, he is not bothered about it. He does not want to think about it. He does not want to think who created this soul and spirit and what is God's purpose behind it. Who is his creator? He is not bothered to think about it. And then God's word again says that this night your soul shall be required of you. How terrible it is my friend if God is taking your life on the day that you just thought everything is fine, let me relax. 
God is saying your time is up and this is the state of man this is why we have to be more conscious towards knowing who is our creator this is the reason that we have to have a eagerness to know our creator and what is the state of each one of us the word of god clearly says first peter 1 verse 24 and 25 for all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass the grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away but the word of the lord endureth forever and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you so from this word we can clearly understand that all of humans we all are just as grass and we live just like the life that grass has in it we all know some of the grass are very tall some are very short some live for longer time some just fade away in few days the same is with us no matter where we come from no matter which country we belong to no matter which place we are from and whatever we can boast about ourselves it is nothing because we are just like grass we have our time to fade away we live a short life and what else the grass has in it it has a flower of a grass and all the glory of man his science the technology the things that we possess the properties that we have it might be car it might be tv whatever it is everything is just flower of grass and everything fades away within no matter of time and this is the reality this is the real picture of man and what else does the word of god talks about man let's turn to psalm 78 verses 39 for he remembered that they were but flesh a wind that passed away and cometh not again so this is our real condition my dear friends we all are just as a wind just as we know a wind comes from a place to another and no one knows after it has gone no one talks about it no one mentions its name no one bothers to remember about it because once it's gone we all know that it's not going to come back again the same way when a human has passed away from this world he is not going to return in any form he's not going to come back again in any way once you leave this world you are never going to return back to this world that is a plain fact that is a reality that you have to accept and not only this in first chronicles 29 verses 15 for we are strangers before thee and so in us, as were all our fathers our days on the earth are as a shadow and there is none abiding we all know we all had great grandparents we all had great great grandparents and they all lived in a very noble way they had a big mansions they had all the riches 
But where are they now? They left everything and they had to go. The same way, we too have to leave everything that we call our own, that we are attached to. We have to leave these things one day or the another because we are not called to be the citizens of this world. No one is going to live here forever, no matter whatever he, be, he has or whatever the property that he be, belongs to. He can't live here forever. He is just a traveler. He is going to leave this world very soon. And also, in James 4 verse 13 and 14, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. So word of God says that we all humans are just as a vapor. We all know on a beautiful sunny day in the beach, we can see literally the vapors are just rising up. And once it has risen up, no one talks about those vapors, nor they bother to know where those vapors have gone. The same way we all humans, we have a life that is just as short as vapor and we have to live this world and there will come a day when no one will even bother to talk about us. So in this life, it's very important to know who is our real God, to understand who is our real God. And also, the money that we have, it's not going to stop us in any way. It can't stop us from the death that we have to face. It can't stop us from the place that we have to go, no matter how much money you have. Let us read Psalms 49 verses 16 and 17. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not ascend after him. My dear friends, no matter how much riches you have in this world, no matter how much possessions you have your heart put into it, but know certainly that you can't carry these riches and you can't carry the glory of these riches. You can't carry anything. You have to leave behind everything just as garbage. You have to leave all these things just as a trash when you are about to leave this world. And that is the plain fact, but we humans, we run so much to get these riches, to get the money in our hands. We run all our life and we spend all our time and every minute in making these riches. Why should we? Think about our life, which is so small. Let us turn to Job 4 verses 19. How much less in them that dwell in houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, which are crushed before the moth. 
so my dear friends you all should understand that you all are plainly just houses of clay you might be in a well good uh, family you might have a great amount of strength you might be really beautiful all these things are nice all these things are not yours it was given by god and you are just a house of clay the day will come when this house has to be destroyed and when this house of clay has to return back into the dust and then what is the real need that man has today should he run after the money should he run after other passions of this world what is the greatest need of this hour the greatest need of this hour is not money or anything else the greatest need of this hour is for man to understand his god and to get the life that god has to give him let us turn to second timothy 1 verses 10 but is now made manifest by the appearing of our savior jesus christ who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel so the man who is dead in his soul and spirit his greatest need is to get life and immortality and he cannot get this life and immortality in any other way other than jesus christ because he is dead in his soul and spirit he cannot understand his creator because he is dead in his soul and spirit but god has made a way through jesus to grant him to get this life and immortality now we have seen many men many well known men in this world who have come in different times and they all were very good men they have given good teachings and they have gone back and when we look at their tombs we can understand one thing that they were all just a normal humans like all of us because when we look at their tomb they all are still closed but my dear friend the good news is that the tomb of jesus is open when you look at the tomb of jesus the death could not keep him binded in the tomb death could not keep him there for long because he rose from death and he gave us life and immortality to not only for some particular people he has given this life and immortality to the entire world and who was jesus christ how did he come let us turn to matthew 1 verse 23 behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name emmanuel which being interpreted is god with us as we all know 
we all have our parents and we were born by our father and mother but this was not the same with Jesus Christ because he was God himself and he left all the glory and all the honor that he had in heaven and he came through this virgin who did not know any man and he was born by the God Spirit. God Spirit rested on Virgin Mary and that is how he was born. Why was he born? This holy God, he was born to save us from our sins. Let us turn to Matthew 1 verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So my dear friend, if you have committed sin, there is a good news. Jesus came to rescue you from your sin. He came to rescue you from your captivity. We read in Isaiah 61 verses 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. So God himself came in form of man to set you from captivity, to set you free from the captivity, to set you free from the bondage that you are in. You might say that I am not in any bondage, but my dear friend, look at yourself. You are in the bondage of sin. You are in the bondage of addiction. You are addicted to watching of TV. You are addicted to the drugs. You are addicted to alcohol. And God has come to rescue you from this captivity. God left everything in heaven just to liberate you from the captivity that you are facing today. He does not want you to be in that captivity. He does not want you to be a slave of sin. And who is this God? Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So my dear friend, the person who has come here is not just a human. He is Everlasting Father. He is the God who was dwelling in eternity, where time has no nothing to do in that place. Because in eternity, there is no past, future or present. And that God, He left His place and He came just to save you from your sins. That eternal God is speaking to you today. Why do you have to cling on to this eternal Father? Why do you have to cling on to this everlasting Father? Because all men are accountable for the sins that we commit. 
each one of us no matter a big sin or a small sin no matter what we have committed it will be held accountable in front of god let us read a scripture numbers 32 verses 23 but ye will not do so behold ye have sinned against the lord and be sure your sin will find you so my dear friend know for sure that your sin will catch you your sin will have a hold upon your life your sin will have a grip upon you because all of us have committed sin in some or other way the lies that you have said the things that you have stolen the places that you should not have been gone where you have gone and the lies that you have told to your parents those sins will have a hold upon you those sins will have a grip upon your soul and spirit and what else does the word of god speak about sin let us turn to ecclesiastes 8 verses 11 because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil because you are not given any kind of punishment for all the sins that you have committed you feel that you can do anything no one is going to ask you you are free to do anything you are the master of your life you are the boss of your life you can live as you wish you can commit any mistake and no one is going to question you because no one knows it for sure but my dear friend let me tell you this that just because your judgment is not passed on you quickly you might think that you can do anything you might think that you can continue living in the sinful life but god is a just god one of the nature of god is he is holy at the same time he is a god with justice and there is no injustice in him maybe the society that you live in the people are having so much of problems with injustice there's injustice everywhere there is corruptness everywhere but god is not so he is right and he is just and he is going to judge you revelation 20 verses 12 says and i saw the dead small and great stand before god and the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of the things which were written in the books according to their works so this is what god's word talks about the judgment that god has kept for each one of us no matter where we come from no matter where we belong to no matter where we have our highest positions in this world we all will be judged by the scale that god has for him we will be judged by the scale of his justice and who can escape on that day he will measure each one of us carefully for all the sins that we have committed for all the minute lies 
for all the small sins that we have made in our life. He is going to measure us. And each one of us, on that day of wrath, we will be sent into the eternal lake of fire, where the fire never stops burning. And we will be separated from God forever. You will be separated from God forever, my dear friend. And this is why I want to warn you that after this second death, there is no way out. There is no way or no help for you. But God does not want any one of us to go to that tormenting place. And that is why He has made a way through Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only way to heaven. Let us read a scripture. Let us read from Colossians 2 verses 13 to 15. And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. My dear friends, the sentence, the judgment that was supposed to be passed for all of us was eternal death, to be burning in the lake of fire forever and ever. But God made a way for us to escape from this great torment. God Himself left all His glory. He left all His honor in heaven and He came here just as a normal man. He came in form of man and He lived a very simple life. He came to save you and me from all the sins that we commit, from all the dirty things that we have done. He was crucified. He suffered a terrible death because of our sins. Can you see Him? Can you see Him that for all the things that we have done with our hands, that we are not supposed to do, for all the sins that we committed, his hands was nailed. And for all the places that we went, where we should not have gone, where we were not supposed to go, His legs was nailed as well. And for all the things that we thought about others, the things that we thought evil about others, for all the dirty things that we thought with our mind a big crown of thorns was placed in his head and for the dirty things that we watched he had to undergo pain there was a big thorn coming out from his eye and this was the pain that he went through for you and me and Today, my dear friend, if God is 
speaking to you if you are able to hear the voice of god if jesus is standing near the door of your heart and he is knocking continuously for you to open the door don't harden your heart repent of all your sins repent with tears for all the sins that you have ever committed in your life and make a u turn turn away from all the things that have made you far away from god and come to jesus let us read a scripture from the word of god let's turn to romans 10 verse 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus and shall believe in thine heart that god hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved my dear friend right now as you repent believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that lord jesus died for your sins and he rose from dead confess with your mouth don't harden your heart don't keep it for tomorrow don't postpone it god is looking on to you god is waiting for you patiently he is waiting to hear from you may god bless you with these words and let me pray for you heavenly father lord i come to your presence and i submit each one of them who is watching this right now lord i pray for those who are lord repenting right now and they are confessing and they are believing that you died for their sins yes lord and you rose from the dead on the third day just to liberate each one of us for the sins that we have committed lord i pray that you work in their hearts lord lord i pray that you be the lord and savior from now on lord help them to give all their life in your feet and let them call you their master let them call you to be their savior let them call you to be their lord they no more belong to this world they no more belong to this worldly affairs but they are separated for your kingdom and i also pray, pray for those people who are listening to this may you continue to work in their hearts as well in jesus name i pray amen